the first returns for voting for the NBA All-Star Game are out. So what I'm going to do is ignore that, and I'm going to do my own All-Star teams here. It's January the 6th here. We're going before the games on January 5th in the NBA. It's my All-Star teams, my early All-Star teams. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and can I get a hi yeah? I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. If you're here and you're a member of the Double Banger Squad, well done. I love it. What's the Double Banger, you ask? Well, you are someone who watches the video and listens to the audio. And when you are here on video, to triple bang it, you give a thumbs up, you comment, you ring the Anita Award, you ring my bell, and you leave your comments down below. Simple as that. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of comments. Let's go through this right now. This is my All-Star team. It is not fantasy All-Stars. This is real-life NBA All-Stars that I'm picking right now. After the games from the 4th, before the games on the 5th of January, I'll probably do another one of these before the actual All-Star game. I'm talking about you know, how, I'm, how things have changed. Remember, there are 12 players on each team. There are certain position requirements on each team. And if you're going to make an argument for you are, you know, you're a dickhead, you should have put this guy in, well, tell me who you should have had out. Simple as that. Right, that you can argue for whoever you want, in or out, and how bad this pick is and whatever, but tell me who's out, who's in. And I know there are going to be complaints about certain things. And what I did find is in the Eastern Conference, the forwards are a little thin towards the back end. The guards are a little thin towards the top end. And in the West, there's a lot more good players. That's how I went through this. I went, oh, shit, like... A few guys that I left out in the Western Conference that I uh, that I would have had um, across into the Eastern All Stars. The other thing is that we have this idea in our head: well, this guy can't be picked; he's missed too many games. And a lot of those guys that I thought about, that all sort of played the same amount of games as each other, and that was a bit surprising to me. This guy couldn't possibly have uh, Jimmy Butler, and he's played like the same amount of games as Embiid. It's like two different. I go, okay, well, that's weird. Um, so yeah. As with no more further ado, let's go. By the way, that's that's I've got a list of pet peeves because I'm old and I'm grumpy, right? One of my pet peeves is people saying without further ado. It's a do, A D O. Adieu is goodbye in. What is it? Is it German? I think it's German. Adieu is German, yeah? A D I E U. Adieu. Adieu. Goodbye. Adieu. Mucking around. Without further ado. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. We're talking NBA All-Stars. I put the date there just so you know what date I'm chucking these ones out here. We will start in the Eastern Conference with my starters. And four of these, I think, are absolute no-brainers. No question about it whatsoever. We're going to start with the forwards. Remember, three frontcourt players, two backcourt is how the starters go. 
So we're going to go with Yanni Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. And then I'm going to put Jason Tatum there. And I said there was four no-brainers. I think there's maybe three no-brainers in the starters because I easily put Giannis and Embiid there. You can't argue it. No problem with that. And then I tried to put that next forward in, and it was not easy. And I don't think Tatum's had his best season at all. He's been probably a little bit below where he's been at his best. But who else? Like, who else in the Eastern Conference as a forward is in that spot? That's the time. And I, I know I'm already going to get my good friends up above the uh, American northern border talking to me. But that no, we're not doing that. I just couldn't. There was no real stand, standout guy there to jump into that position as the third front court starter. So I am not that Tatum's been bad. He's been totally very good. But he wasn't the absolute oh, no-brainer I've got to put him in. I don't really see a different direction to go here. The backcourt, very easy for me to have Tyrese Halliburton as one of those guys. And then it's a little bit of a different scenario to picking that second backcourt guy versus the third frontcourt player because there's a lot of really good guards in the East and a lot of really good guards missed out on this spot. But I couldn't really find a great way to differentiate them. Like who is the guy that's going to get this starting spot? So this guard here, which if you're on video, you can already see who it is. It's Donovan Mitchell who I put in there. I've got in there. I thought, oh, has he missed too much time? Well, he's actually played like one game fewer than Embiid, so it's the same there. Um, but there's like five other players, five other guards that I could have considered who I could have probably interchanged into that spot. So, yeah, again, there's a lot of guards in the East who are probably sitting below definite starter quality. And then there's a lack of forwards in the East. It's, it's, it's a weird mix. But anyway, that is how I've got the starters. Giannis, Embiid, easy. Jason Tatum, Halliburton, easy, and Don Mitchell as the second backcourt guy. Now, remember how the rest of the bench goes. We have to pick two backcourt players, three frontcourt players, and then there are two wild cards, which can be any position you want. So we've only got 12-man rosters still, um, but that's how it works. So you've got to have three frontcourts, two backcourts, and two wild cards coming off the bench. So let's do it. I'm ready for the criticisms to come. The reserve backcourts, Tyrese Maxey. I really considered him to be a starter over Donovan Mitchell. The fact that he dropped his production somewhat when Embiid was out, I went, oh, this doesn't look great with Embiid out. So I did push him down somewhat, whereas Mitchell is clearly carrying that Cavs team at the moment. Um, so I pushed Maxey down there. And the other uh, reserve guard I've got is um, Trey Young. I just think what Young is doing this season, he's very much going under the radar. He started slow for like two weeks, but he's rolling at this ridiculously high level at the moment. Without him, I think they'd be one of the worst five teams in the NBA, honestly. He's putting up some huge numbers, and I don't really think you can keep... I know we missed the All-Star game last season. He might miss it again, because apparently he is the Eastern Conference guard version of Rudy Gobert, where the um, players and coaches hate him. But we'll see where that goes. So I have got Trey sitting there as one of my reserve guards. This is where finding the forwards on the East was not easy. So Scotty Barnes, yes. I put him in without too much hesitation, honestly. Yeah, I know the Raptors are terrible. He's not this high usage, self-creating player. Um, he's not leading them to wins very obviously, but I think he's been their best player without too much discussion. He's upped his defensive role. He's upped his offensive role. He's shooting improvement. And that's one of the big things for me is that not only has he become a better percentage guy, he said, screw it, I'm just taking way more of them. And they're going in. That is a huge sign of a big leap. So while I was well down on Scotty Barnes in the preseason, I was very clearly wrong on that. And I've got him in the All-Star game without any concern. 
The next two forwards were bloody difficult. Because again, I looked and went, oh, am I going to put Bam Adebayo in there? Because hey, hasn't he missed too many games? Well, again, no, he hasn't. Like he's at that same sort of mark that most other players seem to be. And I wouldn't say that Bam has had a standout season by any stretch. He's been like, okay. He's played the 24 games as well, exactly the same amount as Jimmy Butler. One less than Mitchell. But with Butler being not himself, with Hero being out for tons of games, in fact, like half of the games, Bam is doing a huge job defensively and offensively. And I think, again, there was a lack of front court options in the East. So I went with him. And then I went with Porzingis. Porzingis is arguably the second best player on the NBA's best team. I guess you could have that argument for three other guys on the Celtics, but the way he's been able to unlock so many things on that squad, his defensive ability has been amazing. His offensive stuff has been great. His advanced stats are really impressive as well. He's right at the top. I think in some metrics, he's even higher than where um, Tatum sits. So I, I, he, I am fairly certain that Porzingis will not get this spot. I don't think he'll make the all-star team. Um, I know who will make it instead of him. But I just think that the role that he has played, he's been able to morph from a high usage guy in Washington to a secondary tertiary role in Boston, upping his efficiency through the, through the roof, being available and being very good defensively. I have to reward that. I have to reward that. He's like EPM. He is ridiculous. It's like a plus 4.7, which is 96th percentile. One of the best in the entire NBA. If I have a look where he is in EPM, I think he's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15th in the NBA in EPM. Trey Young, by the way, 14th, Mitchell 13th. So I had to put Porzingis, or didn't have to, but I put Porzingis in there. So I've got two more spots left on my All-Star team in the Eastern Conference, two wild cards. And I know there is going to be a discussion on this part for sure, but I did have to do it. I had to put maximum Derek White in. I know you can say that he's a glorified role player. I actually don't think that's true. Is he a role player in that he plays a role? Sure. Is he a role player in that he doesn't try to ISO one-on-ones, dribble, 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 step back, I'm in charge of everything? Sure, that's a role that, that he plays of not doing that. Is he a guy that initiates way more offense than, the th- than you think? Yes. Is he literally the best guard defender in the NBA? Maybe, probably. Is he actually this team's point guard and not Drew Holiday? Also, yes. White's, I can't ignore the impact that he's had. Plus 5.6 EPM. That's top 10 in the NBA. 94th percentile offense, 92nd percentile defense. What? True shooting, 90th percentile, 66%. Usage, 20%. It's not 13%. I, I, I know that you can say, well, he wouldn't be this good on, on a other team. Cool. He's not on another team. He's on this team. He's making them go. He is better than Drew Holiday, and he has had a better season than Jalen Brown. And you could argue he's had a better season than Christos Porzingis even. So I'm putting him in. There were other options I could have put in, and you can see the names that are absent, and I, and I do understand this. I'm also, as my last wild card, putting in Damian Lillard. Lillard was... He had a struggle like in the first couple of weeks, but then he really carried the Bucks for a big stretch of time. He hasn't been as bad as you think he has been, He's been really solid. The Bucks, despite all of the issues with the coaching, the mesh between these guys, they are still rolling, and a lot of it is him. And I, I just, I, I don't think I could leave him off. Now, you will notice that there are two players that I know that you're going to have an issue with not being there. 
Um, and we might as well bring up my list of players who are unlucky not to make it. And it is the first two on this list that I, I know are going to cause the most concern. Jalen Brunson, number one. That was the one that I was like, my, if I had have had a spot like available to, instead of having to choose those three forwards in the re- um, reserves, I would have had him probably in over Porzingis. But I didn't have him ahead of White or Lillard, so I couldn't do it for positional reasons. Brunson's been really, really good, obviously. I just didn't think he's been better than any of those other guards that I selected. You can have a different opinion on that. Reasonable. Go ahead, do it. You can tell me you think he's better than Derek White. Go ahead. That is totally okay as well. Um, But for a team that's been as remarkably healthy as they have been, the Knicks are still only in the eighth slot. They are 19 and 15. He's been good, but he struggles a lot defensively too, and that actually counts in basketball also. And I would say his offense has been pretty good, but I wouldn't say it's... It's been very good, but I wouldn't say it's been enough to elevate him. And the same goes with Julius Randle, who is the one that I thought you might argue against Porzingis. He had a horrific start to the season. He's still a terrible defender. He's on a real roll at the moment. His numbers are pretty strong, and he is unlucky, I think, to miss. But I just couldn't get him in ahead of Bam or ahead of Porzingis. Reasonable minds could argue that, and if you came to me and had Brunson and Randall in ahead of Porzingis and Derek White or ahead of Lillard, I'd be I'd be totally fine with it. I'd be saying, okay, I, I don't agree, but I get it. So if I was you go into a 14-man roster, they'd very clearly be in. And the gap between them and the next bunch of guys is pretty large, I think. The other guys that I think are yeah, sort of unlucky, I'm going to have the two Orlando guys there, Paulo Bonquera and Franz Wagner. Paulo is doing a ton of work as a very young second-year player on a team that is actually quite good and yeah, has the same record as the Knicks. He's doing a ton of work for that team who's been missing their point guard all season and their starting center for most of it. Franz Wagner's actually been eclipsing Paulo in a lot of advanced stats too. He's been just, you know, as a third-year player, like really just putting in huge numbers and huge amounts of work. So I had to recognize them. And the one that I wanted to throw in there is Miles Turner. We don't really talk about Miles Turner in that sort of an area, but this Pacers team, again, is good. They sit in the fifth seed. It's not all Halliburton. It's not Obi Toppin. It's not Buddy Heald. It's Miles Turner. And I know sometimes his minutes get dropped down, but he's still huge for what that team needs. He's putting in huge performances, and it goes under the radar. And I, he, he was never really in consideration to take one of those Porzingis or Bam slots that I wasn't certain about, and he wasn't really in that mix. But I thought I wanted to recognize him. And then, I don't know, that, that's being unfair. I just put Cam Thomas on that list just to have a laugh because there were multiple people that told me he would make the All-Star team this season and that he would be a, um, a lead the league in scoring. And I'm pretty sure neither of those things are going to happen. But that's where we're at with, um, with that team. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It is the start of a new year and every small business owner will be asking themselves the same question. What can I do to help grow my business and take it to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. If you're in a small business, you know that you wear so many hats. You're, you know, your HR, your front of shop, you're dealing with customer service, you're doing every little thing. Sometimes you don't have the time or the resources to hire correctly. And that's why LinkedIn helps you because the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it is easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. <laughs> That is linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Better Help. 2024 
We are five, six days into it. And you have no doubt thought about New Year's resolutions or someone in your family has talked about New Year, New You and all that sort of a stuff. But sometimes big changes are tough. We all know that change is a big upheaval moment in our lives and things have gone well for you in 2022. You might not think so, but there's always going to be a little bit of a positive. <clears throat> so sometimes building on those small changes is one of the ways that you can really bring yourself into a better spot in 2024. And therapy is able to help you find your strengths, ditch the extreme resolutions and make the changes that really stick. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. It helps match you with a therapist who fits exactly what you need because if you don't have a therapist that fits what you need or you don't click with, well, therapy is not going to work. And if it doesn't, match with you, if your therapist isn't the right match, well, you can just change them over to, for a new therapist at no charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. All right. So now that everyone's uh, undies are in a knot over the um, team for the uh, West Eastern Conference. Let's go to the West where it's a slightly different problem where I think there are just way too many players who deserve roster spots. Way too many. With this one, <clears throat> I'm not sure there's really any debate about the starting group. But you tell me. There are a couple here that are just very, very obvious. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, lock it in. Anthony Davis, don't really think I would debate that one. He's been awesome. I think he's been the Lakers' best player. He's been on the court. He's been unbelievable defensively. I think that he deserves this spot. <clears throat> and I'm going to throw Kawhi Leonard in there as well. Kawhi hasn't made the All-Star game the last couple of seasons. He's been injured. He is basically just at his best. This team has won, what, 14 out of the last 16 or something? That He is terminating guys. He is leading this team through the turmoil of acquiring James Harden. I find it tough to argue against Kawhi being in the All-Star game, but even as a starter, I don't really, I didn't really debate that one too much, those starting three. And the guards, there's zero debate, is absolutely none at all. Shea Gildas-Alexander and Luka Doncic, not even a second thought for me, because they are both top five MVP, play, MVP players. Well, Jokic is one a top five guy as well. There is zero concern for me with Shea, who might actually be leading the MVP at the moment. And Doncic, you could also argue, could be leading the MVP. I don't think he is, but he's close. There is no argument. You cannot argue that with me. I don't care what you say. Try it. Leave a comment. Arguing that Shea and Luca aren't the starting guards. They should be. And let me just also put this out now. I should have said at the start. I don't care what the fan voting is. I don't care who is going to get voted in. I don't care who is going to get picked. This is not what this is about. It's not me predicting what the final All-Star team will be. This is me telling you how I think the All-Star game is or how the All-Stars should shake out based on my own evaluation, not on what I think is going to be voted in. So you could come in and say, well, actually, Josh, LeBron is definitely going to get voted in and Steph's going to get voted in. And I'd say, okay, cool. Not my problem. Also, remember that the fan vote is only 50% of the All-Star stuff. So all those returns that you see posted out on those graphics, that is the fan vote only. And that counts for 50% only. Players and um, media account for the other 50% of the starters. And then none of that stuff at all carries through to the reserves. None of it carries through. So the only reason, the only way that generally tends to happen is that if the commissioner has to pick a replacement, he usually goes to the highest ranked player who didn't get selected out of you know, coaches slash media slash votes, whatever. So remember, if a guy is the third highest in the fan vote for the backcourt, that doesn't mean that he automatically gets put on the bench. He likely will. 
but it doesn't automatically mean that. And there are certain players on those fan votes, Ja Morant, Clay Thompson, who've got absolutely zero chance of making the All-Star team, even if they finish fourth or fifth or whatever in those rankings. They just will not make it. So there you go. There's my Western Conference starters. Jokic, Davis, Kawhi, Shea Gildas-Alexander, and Luka Doncic. Debate it right to my ass because that's how we're going. Now we get interesting. The reserves. And I look at this, the more I look at it, before I reveal it to you, the more I look at it, I go, hmm. I'm still, there's, there's a guy that I haven't put on the team that I am like, should I have left him off? And I'm, and I'm not certain because I think the West is just too strong. Let's talk reserve guards, Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox. Like I praise Scotty Barnes for his shooting, De'Aaron Fox has not only improved his three-point shooting, which I think he's going to come down, but his volume has gone up as well. He's just super confident in taking those shots, and that's huge. He still is having some issues with his uh, free-throw shooting, of course, but he's elevated himself. He's very clearly the best player in that Kings team, I think, and that shooting improvement is, is real, even though the last couple of games have been bad, but that's okay. And Anthony Edwards probably hasn't taken the step up for fantasy basketball managers that people hoped that he would. There were some that were reaching into the first round, which is always overreach in my opinion. But he probably hasn't taken the big step forward that people hope for, but he's been awesome. This team is the best team or second best team in the world. Where are they actually in the standings at the moment? They're going to be pretty close to the number one. They still number one? Yeah, they're a game ahead of the Thunder at the moment. He's their best player and he's there. The front court, three front court spots are interesting. I probably had five or six guys I could have chucked into this area. I am going to put LeBron as a reserve. His last couple of games have not been as good, but he has shown an ability to elevate his play to a ridiculous level at his age. And this is not handicapped for age at all. I just think he's been this good. His advanced stats are all amazing. He's shooting the ball well. He's defensively more engaged. He's been ridiculously good, LeBron. And I don't think it would be fair to have him off the All-Star team. Kevin Durant has been, I guess, a bit under the radar because the Suns have underachieved, but his shooting splits are out of control. He's carrying this team through injuries to Beal and Booker, and while they haven't been as good as they need to be, it's not really because of Durant's play. So while I don't have him as a starter, I guess maybe someone would debate that LeBron or Durant should start over Kawhi. Maybe that's what they want to debate in that um, uh, thing earlier, but I don't care. And then the other front court guy that I've got in here, I have got the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. That one is something people might debate. I do understand that. I think Shangun has been ridiculously impressive. I think he has his improvement and the fact that the coaching staff has actually tailored stuff towards him. While getting Fred Van Vliet is key and Dylan Brooks' defense is key, I think the biggest reason the Rockets have been able to improve as much as they have is big, is Shangun, honestly. They're 17 and 15 now. They're in the eighth seed at the moment. And Van Vliet is clearly an upgrade over Kevin Porter, but it's like just trusting Shangun to be your best player has led this team to be, yeah, 100 times better than they were last season. Again, debated if you want. I do understand that. But it is hard always, and I said this the other day, you can always, it's hard to have this argument, oh, why should Shingun be in there? He's never made it before. And at some point, you always have to make it for your first time at some, at some point. It always has to happen. Versus these established names that we see and go, well, yeah, he's obviously an all-star because he's been an all-star. And you're going to hear that with one of the guys that missed out. Should he be in there? Is his production that much different to previous seasons? And I'm not going to spoil who that is at this point. But that's yeah, that's where we're at with that. So reserves, Edwards and Fox, LeBron, Durant, and Shingun. And then we're going to get into talking about who the wild cards are. But first, I'm going to tell you about Hungry Root. Actually, it's not pronounced that way. It's pronounced Hungry Root. If you're trying to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making your meal planning easy and nutritious. 
You can build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. What is Hungry Root? It is a, uh, a system, a, a company that is delivering food to your door. Delicious, fresh foods, unbelievably good recipes that help you save money, reduce food waste, and save time. Customers can save five hours per week using Hungry Root without the stress of grocery or meal planning. If I could get some Hungry Root delivered here, I'd love it. I wouldn't have to waste time going to the grocery store. I wouldn't have to search out um, alternatives to Hungry Root. I'd just be out there getting it and getting it sent to my door and saving money, time, and food waste. You get their fresh, high-quality ingredients. You take a quiz on Hungry Root. They get to know you, your goals, and what you're looking for, and they settle your preferences and your food options based on that, and that will adjust as we move forward in the process. So, Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. So right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. So now you've been waiting patiently. Who are the final two Western Conference All-Star spots? And I'm not sure about this. Hmm. Okay, ready? Wildcards. I'm going to put Steph in there. I know the Warriors are imploding at the moment and bloody John Kaminga's out here leaking that he's lost the faith of Stephen Kerr. Like, okay, cool. I know that it, the way that he's been treated has not been particularly great. But come on, John Kaminga is doing leaks now. I don't know what's going to happen with that squad. Anyway, all this is to say that Steph has still been awesome. He hasn't been as awesome in previous years. That's why I didn't consider him for a starting spot. That's why I had Ant and Fox actually over him at the moment. But he slides in there as a wild card. And then my final one, I'm going to put Chet Holmgren in there. A rookie on the second best team in, in the Western Conference, third best team in the NBA, who's their second best player, whose advanced stats are through the absolute roof, who is one of the best rim protectors I've ever seen come through into the NBA. And that includes Victor Wembanyama, who's shooting the lights out. It is falling off a little bit. And by the time we actually make the all-star team, maybe those numbers have fallen off enough that maybe he's not in this position. But I I do find it a little bit difficult to not go in this direction for Chet. But I had about six other names that I could have chucked in there. I wanted to reward the Thunder. All-star is not a team award. But Chet has been good. He's a key contributor to this team winning. His individual stats are, are strong in the role that he's there. It's hard for me to go past that. Am I a little bit biased to get a little bit new blood in there? Sure, I am. Do I think that Chet, yeah, am I rewarding a little bit of upside there? Maybe also. But I don't think you can argue the merits exactly on Chet. Like, I think he's close enough. But the biggest thing that I didn't like doing on the West, and I'll go through and tell you my unlucky guys now, is there are the two names at the top of this list that I really wanted to fit in, and when I went back to look at it, I went, hmm, I probably should have had them, but I couldn't really find where to put them, and that's Devin Booker and Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert has been unbelievable. He is going to be, at this point, I haven't done my award show yet, I'll do it soon. He'll be the defensive player of the year, I'm pretty sure. Booker has been really strong, playing as a, a full-time point guard. He has missed games, but not as the same amount of games as these other guys have missed. He's played 25 games, one fewer than Embiid, one, uh, two fewer than Fox, like three fewer than Durant. We think that he's missed a bunch of time. He hasn't. Um, so I am going to put Booker as unlucky, but who should he replace? Shea? No. Doncic? No. Edwards? No. Fox? No. Um, Steph? Probably not, but maybe. Chet? Arguably. That, that's arguable. Same with Gobert. 
And that, that's frustrating to me. I did go with Chet there, but yeah, Booker or Gobert, pretty close. The other guys that I think are unlucky to miss, Demontis Sabonis. I have them, these next guys, below Booker and, and Gobert in that, in that situation. Sabonis has been good, but probably not as good as last season. And I just don't think he really had a case that was as close as Gobert, Booker, or Chet. Um, James Harden, I think that what he has done has been really underrated. Same as Paul George. They, the Kawhi's leading, but these guys are playing really well. And then I had Desmond Bain on that list, and I could have fit, or Victor Wembanyama was the next guy down there too that I could have put in, in discussion. I think that it is a little bit underrated how good Victor Wembanyama has been. I know that Chet is by far the runaway rookie of the year at the moment, but Wemby's still doing ridiculous things. I couldn't put him in the All-Star game, but he was uh, the bottom there of my unlucky list under Desmond Bain. And that is the All-Stars. So, what did you think? My Eastern Conference All-Stars, my starters, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, Halliburton, and the Don, Donovan Mitchell. What did you think about my Western Conference, the starters? Jokic, Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Shea Gildas-Alexander, and Luka Doncic. What would you have done differently? Is there someone I just completely blanked on and missed? Again, let me know all of this down in the comments. But while you're down there, double bang it. Subscribe, thumbs up, notification bells. That is a great way of helping out the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this little change of pace show. You know what to do. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. So yeah.